as a leader, we want to influence other people, but we cannot effectively influence another person until we have effectively influenced ourselves. I'm Dr. Grace Lee, and you're listening to the Career Revisionist Podcast for executives, team leaders, people managers, and ambitious professionals from all backgrounds. It's for those among us who can't stay stagnant and admire anyone who demonstrates exponential growth. We challenge ourselves to step out of our comfort zone and into higher levels of leadership, and we are determined to rise confidently in our industry so that we can make our greatest contribution using our knowledge and expertise. We have worked hard to become great at what we do, but only so we can achieve the goals that give our lives meaning and purpose. And while we persevere through a college education to get us here with our technical skills, we understand that to get to the next level where we desire to be, it requires a different kind of skills. And we're not comfortable with failure because we experience satisfaction when we are advancing. And while some of us work well under pressure, all of us perform the best when we are part of a winning team. And instead of just hoping to achieve what's important to us, we choose to become a more optimized version of ourselves to make it happen. We're not just A players. We are A plus players, and we are the source of consistent output that makes positive advancements in the world around us. Are you a leader in your organization right now? And you're wondering, how do I lead my teams more effectively? Have there been some consistent issues with your team in terms of how do you motivate your teams? How do you get them pulling in the same direction? And you're wondering, how do I turn things around and and have my team trust my leadership? If that is you, then this video is for you. Today, I want to share with you five tips on how to lead a team effectively. And it really is understanding the purpose of leadership. Right? The purpose of leadership is not just so that you can give them directions. Right? You are painting a vision of what is the improved future that we want to create within this team and therefore within this, the larger part of the organization. What is the vision of the improved future we want to create? And what are the common concerns that we have as members of this organization that we're going to work towards? But your leadership is not going to depend on your positional authority. In other words, your job title or your years of experience in this, in this industry. Your, your position as a leadership, your ability to lead effectively simply depends on the actions you take. And that's actually more important than your credentials, than your accolades, your years of experience, and the achievements that you can produce in the company or the history of your, uh, of your, your, of your employee, employment in the leadership. Your actions are always going to be overpowering those things. So I would encourage you when you lead, you lead with your actions and let your actions speak for themselves. And your actions are so effective that your team members will naturally want to follow you. And then you are going to be in leadership. So when it comes to how you lead your team effectively from that space, now I'm going to share with you five tips on how you can do so. And tip number one is to practice self-regulation. Self-regulation gives us the lever that's needed to influence our own thoughts and emotions before we can influence others. Because let's face it, as a leader, we want to influence other people, but we cannot effectively influence another person until we have effectively influenced ourselves. Let me give you an example of what I mean. I have you to experience that sometimes you just don't feel like doing something. Right? And it's really difficult to do things that we are less inspired of doing, but we know that we must do them because that's part of our responsibilities to have and to hold. And so in order for us to really step up into leadership, there are certain areas in our career past, in our lives even, that we got to be able to influence ourselves. When we can effectively influence ourselves, then we can inf- effectively lead other people. 
right? And so there's three domains of self-regulation that I'm referring to. The first one is to be able to self-regulate physically. So in other words, it's our physical bodies, our physiology. It's being able to effectively control our body to do what's necessary, even in those environments that are less than what we consider ideal, right? So for example, right, in an environment where it is really tough to get going because there are lots of distractions, right? That's an example. Or maybe you recently moved to a different country and that country is a lot hotter in climate than your own, and it's quite uncomfortable for you. Then that's a self-regulation, physical self-regulation, right? Being able to control our bodies to do what's necessary, even in those situations where the environment isn't what we're used to, or maybe it's not what we prefer, or maybe it's not what we're comfortable with. Being able to self-regulate physically means exactly that. How do we get our bodies to still do what's necessary? And understand that our bodies do not control us. We control our bodies. The second modality or domain of self-regulation is being able to self-regulate emotionally. And this is important because our state and our mental and our emotional reactions, right, depend, right, they dictate with the way we show up, they dictate our actions. And so if the definition of leadership I gave in the beginning is true, which is leadership depends on your actions and you're taking actions so effectively, they can see your actions. They're so effective that your teams naturally want to follow you. Then one of the most important things that we must do as a leader is to self-regulate emotionally, not to let our emotions control us and not to lead with our emotions when we need to make important decisions. Because oftentimes, wouldn't you agree that our emotions don't always point to what is the truth? It doesn't always. And oftentimes, when we make decisions based on our emotions, without that logical interjection, without the frontal cortex, the rationale portion of our thinking, then oftentimes our emotions lead us to decisions that don't make sense later on. So that's really important to be able to self-regulate emotionally. And other emotional things that we must self-regulate is the constant belief that we're not good enough. It's the constant feeling that we're doing the wrong thing. That's also part of self-regulation. And finally, the third domain of self-regulation is to be able to self-regulate mentally. Mentally, which means how do you have the focus and the attention even among distractions that are constantly growing? How do we maintain our focus? How do we maintain our attention through it all? That is mental self-regulation. So that is the first tip is to self-regulate, which leads us into the second tip to be able to lead effectively. The second tip is to pinpoint success. We got to be, as leaders, we must be effective at identifying what is success. Otherwise, we won't even be able to know what to communicate to our teams in terms of direction or strategy. If we don't, if we're not clear on what success means, then it's not possible for us to even articulate our common concerns and to create a shared language so that our teams can understand exactly what we mean when we say this. Or we won't even know whether our efforts are working or whether they need to change or to improve. We won't even know. And finally, we won't even know that we have arrived. It's really important to have these metrics. Is what we're doing working? Does it need improvement? Do we need to delete some of these actions? Do we need to improve upon what is working and make it work better? And also, how do we know that we've arrived at success and therefore we can celebrate and therefore we can support other people? How do we even know? And the first important part around 
right, pinpointing success is to be able to identify and communicate the vision. And this is our ability to be able to communicate the value of what we have to bring and communicate in such a way that it creates the shared language and also effectively be able to communicate what we are working towards. And so this skill set of communication is of utmost important when it comes to be able to being able to carry out these tips that I'm sharing with you today. So if you're somebody who recognizes that and you know the importance of communication and you're ready to take your leadership to the next level, you want to know how to do things like leading multicultural teams, how to lead your teams in conflict and when there is debate and disagreements, and you also want to know how do I develop myself as a leader? If that is you, then I invite you to book a call with me. Below this video, in the description below, there is a link to book a call with me. And that's when you're going to either talk to myself or a member of my team. And this is where we're going to have just a discovery call, a conversation to see whether it's the right fit for you. And if we can truly help you to achieve what you're looking for, exactly what you're looking for, then we can move forward. And if you are serious, this is only for you if you're serious about achieving these results for yourself. By the way, this is not for you if you're at the beginning of your career or if you're a student or a recent graduate. If that is you, then I encourage you to continue looking at my other videos as well and my podcast episodes. Right? But if this is something you want to achieve, this outcome for your life and your career advancement, then I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Which leads us to tip number three, which is to preserve safety. Right? Preserving safety. we got to celebrate growth but we also have to celebrate failure. If we think about it, it's really common. It's really easy to celebrate someone's growth. It's, it's kind of like how easy it is to celebrate that someone's achieved something, where they have contributed some sort of value. Then we tend to celebrate those achievements, right? And what happens is that it creates a culture that, oh, I want to have that celebration. I want that acknowledgement and that recognition. So then there's motivation towards growth and contribution, But what happens when people make mistakes? What happens when there's failure, which is part of the journey? You have leaders coming in. You have new team members coming onto your teams. You have to know that one time they might make mistakes. There's going to be failures along the way. Maybe a milestone does not get met, or maybe something needs to be postponed because of mistakes and failures. What do you do with those? So this is what truly creates safety in your teams. As leaders, it's our responsibility to create an environment that supports, right? Supporting means giving direction because as a leader, you give direction. It also means providing the resources that your team needs to carry out the mission. But definitely creating, building that safety factor in means that also failure is celebrated, right? That failure is not tied to their identity. It is not tied to their character or their potential to succeed. But failure is regarded as part and parcel of this journey, and it is celebrated because it is feedback on what we need to improve and an opportunity to do better. So this is how you as a leader can preserve safety, the safeness of that environment, and also to create an environment for growth and for success. Now, that leads us to tip number four. And by the way, I want to hear from you. Comment below. What is your favorite tip so far? And what have you learned so far? What are your key takeaways? Right? And also share with me, are you currently a team leader right now? And what teams are you leading? What's your industry? I want to hear from you. Okay, so tip number four, perpetuate status. So what do I mean by that? Perpetuating status, it's all about understanding what is your team status? 
So if they're working on a project, what's the status of the project, right? This is all about assessing your team because you, as a leader, you have to know where you're starting at and you have to know where we're at right now. And usually in an organization, as a team is progressing, you usually have a lot of a lot more responsibility than the capacity to fulfill. And that's usually the case. Responsibilities keep piling up. We have so much responsibility, things to do, so much gaps that we need to meet, and we don't have enough capacity to fulfill on those things. That's generally, generally what happens. And so that's why it's even more important that as leaders, we have to be clear on where we need to put our limited focus and also our limited capacity. You must have objective and subjective clarity on where the team is at right now. And therefore, you'll know what's the next most important thing to pay attention to. And what is most important to pay attention to, that's always going to be changing. It's never static. So that's why it's important to understand the status. Keep assessing your team. Report progress. Make sure your own managers, your supervisor, your managers always know where you're at, where where your team is at, so that they're aware of your progress that you're making. And this is really important for you too, as a developing leader, because when you report progress to your manager and you report it frequently, then at least your manager can see that you are making progress, that your team, you're leading your teams towards progress. And because they're your managers, they can also help you and step in to course correct if it's necessary. That is the role of your manager too. So now that leads us to the fifth and the final tip that I have for you today. And by the way, if you haven't done so already, if what I'm saying resonates with you, then give me a thumbs up and remember to subscribe to my channel. Ring that bell as well so that you can receive a notification every time I release a new video. All right, and tip number five is performance standard. This is the importance of holding responsibility, utmost important. It's the most important part of holding responsibility is having performance standards. So we got it, your team members, each one of your team members and yourself included must make the commitment to meet a standard of performance. Performance must also be consistent, effective and efficient. And everyone on your team always holds their role so well that they have access capacity that can then be distributed to support others. When you have performance standards, this is what allows your team to have enough awareness to act. And they'll they'll be better able to see if there are any gaps in their behaviors. And you yourself with performance standards, you yourself can also see where your gaps are in your behaviors as a leader and also the gaps in your team members as well. So then that is why Tip number five is performance standards. Have you ever thought of that? And oftentimes it's important to communicate, effectively communicate what are the performance standards here. It's not just enough to say, okay, here's the vision that we have. This is the mission we're we're going to move towards. And here are your roles. Now, thank you and good luck, right? Sometimes that's not good enough. We must also share with them what are the performance standards. And this is how you can really set your team members up for success. 